difficult, 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 Where's your face? My face is in the dark. I'm I'm also currently. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I can't see your face. All the lights are off because everything's been unplugged. I don't know. Um, I'm Katie, though. Yes, that's right. That's Katie. I'm Marie. And I just moved to Nashville and I'm here and we did it. And, and we're doing the Difficult Women podcast remotely. Yay. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. It's it's a miracle that we're doing this. Really, really truly. Is. Katie's been working like a mad woman and um and, and moving and all the things at once. It's too many things. Yeah. It's too many things. Every time every morning I wake up and I have like so many things to do. And I think this isn't even as bad as it is to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like having a baby, your life is just like not you just are up all the time, I think. And you're just cooking. I feel like I'm cooking a lot even though I'm not cooking. <laughs> I'm like ordering food, but it's like, I have to think about eating, but then you have to think about feeding another human. Anyway, I'm having like an existential crisis. It's fine. Don't worry about me. Well, that's what exactly what I just went through. And let me tell you, now that I'm on the other side of it, it's you're, you're going to get on the other side of it and it's going to be amazing. You're going to move into your beautiful new apartment and it's going to be great. It's gonna be great. And you Speaking have so much moving, time. You have time. Oh, do I? I mean, I feel like time is what is time does time exist time is a flat circle i don't i don't know you guys <laughs> just were i don't know anymore but wait speaking of moves how has your move been i we have i saw you the day you left yes, and we've spoken very briefly so but we've nice. both been so busy oh that was it was so nice it was very sad you guys but you know what it's gonna be great everything yeah great. i don't think i've cried that much in a long time and katie surprised me with the most incredible present of a hand-painted book of all of our adventures and it was just beautiful her roommate painted it for me and then included like little fan notes and things it was very very sweet and very nicely done she did a great job if anybody's looking for she's a memory artist so she likes to do people's memories and commemorate things and her name is miranda shea and she uh you can look her up at at breaking egg on Instagram, if you want to see what kind of stuff she does, just a little shout out to my roommate. Just say her, say it one more time because she's so talented. She's so amazing, Miranda Shea. And then her uh, at, her handle to see her artwork is at Breaking Egg. Oh, follow her, please. Please, she's my great. gosh. Yeah, so the move went great. You know, I was the the worst part was leaving the city, dr- just driving out of New York. <laughs> it was very emotional, but also. You know, it, it was exciting. But the funny part was, um, so we stopped in Virginia and stayed in this fancy hotel, but I had to sneak my cat in. Oh. And man. at one point, I guess Jessica left the bathroom door open. So <gasps> I, th- <laughs> I thought I already know. I feel like I know where this is going. I thought, I thought somebody came in from the hotel and like took Olive because I could not find her anywhere. And um, where was she? She was just hiding like in a nook, but she was not responding to me when I called. When her mother called, she did not respond. But I really I mean, thought like, was- oh, my God, Olive is gone. Somebody stole her <laughs> or like somebody from the hotel. But anyway, Nobody. I, she, she's unstealable. Yeah. She would like nobody would want somebody. But no. I did check my credit card. They did charge me $50 for a pet. <laughs> anyway, Aww. even even though I like they snuck. knew somehow they knew. Yeah, How'd they know. I don't know. She shat in the corner. You didn't see it. So annoying. 
But the drive was lovely. I have to say, I mean, I think just like being in my apartment for three months, not really seeing anybody, and then all of a sudden being out in the world and driving. What is that like? A mask I don't on. have a clue. Yeah, That's amazing. Just, I felt like I had broken through. <sighs> I'm jealous a little bit. You know what I'm jealous of is being outside. <laughs> I've been inside so much. Oh, wow. With work and stuff. I've just been working a lot. But, um, and this, I've realized like October is clearly one of the best months. It just really is. It really and is. And every year, for some reason, I think I'm, I work myself to death in October and I miss it. And this year is no exception. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about leave changing. And did you see any leaves? Yes. Did, well, so oh, we drove, God. I drove, uh, my friend followed me in her car and was tailgating. And I had to actually be like, back the fuck up. I don't, it was like this weird conversation of like, you know, the rage, well, you don't know because you don't really drive, but the rage that you get when somebody is riding your ass. I was, I mean, freaking the fuck out. And it was yeah. my fucking friend. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, stop it. I stop like, you gotta, it. I mean, because I'm up. not a very good driver and I will slam you're on great. the brakes and you're, you're going to fucking kid. hit me. So anyway, I would say that that's how I deal with people that ride too close to me is I just slam on the yeah. brakes. That's like my <laughs> instinct. So, and I'm really not a good driver. <laughs> like, I'm really not someone you want to tell good. Um, you know, I don't drive, but I also, I do have road rage. So yes, yes. <laughs> I get bike rage. I get like bike rage. That's, I get just furious when I'm riding my bike. It's not relaxing. It's like, I want to murder everybody. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I have to say, so when I finally got to Nashville and, um, the next day I went to my parents' house and had dinner and my mom and I went for a walk after dinner and we're starting up the driveway And all of a sudden, it just, I stopped and was like, I cannot believe I'm outside without a mask on. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, That's really nice, right? Yes. I mean, because New York, the second you leave your apartment, you got to throw on a mask, but there's there's nobody around, you know? So, yeah. Anyway. But uh, that's nice. The one thing but I will say, the, yeah. but all the the cases are spiking in the south. Just so you know, so be careful. I know. I was just reading a thing about that. No, yeah, not. I to think make that they're spiking everywhere. Just be careful. Yes, I mean we're still not going anywhere. I mean I'm trying to form like a pandemic bubble with yeah, a group yeah. of friends. Um, yeah. We, yeah. So we'll see. Just pick people you trust. If people are, if, you know, winter is coming, right? <laughs> as they say, as they say. And uh, it's a good time to start uh, formulating your, your COVID bubble, right? Yes. This is my advice. Yeah. And um, this is just like practical advice for the apocalypse, you know? And um, you got to make your COVID bubble with people you trust, right? Mm-hmm. And people that are going to like actually follow through. So you got to be really picky. It's sort of like, you know, people are like getting rid of Facebook friends. It's like you got to get rid of your bubble friends if they can't, <laughs> they can't comply. Well, I keep, feel- you know, watch, keep tabs on people now and then cut people out of your bubble if you got to. That's right. You got to cut them out. I'm going to cut my cut mom, mom and dad out. Cut your mom out. Yeah. <laughs> cut them out if they're not wearing their mask. Cut your mom and dad you're gone, you mom. Do. No, they, yeah. have, they haven't done it. No, they're doing good. They're, no, they're doing but, good. But I mean, I did feel like I need to get a COVID test before seeing my parents because I was in New York. But they were like, no, we just want to be there when you get when you arrive. It's <laughs> like, wait, maybe you need to wait two weeks. And mom's like, no, I can't. I just can't. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. So, I so it's been that. it's been great. It's been, You've been you know, good. it's been fine. But um, the biggest change is just how goddamn quiet uh, this place oh, that the I'm world is living. Do you have your sound machine? 
I do have the sound machine, thank God. How's that? Is that helping? But I need it to be um, the B-52 bus that passes. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. We can, miss, we can make that happen. I miss uh, the sounds of New York. But the... Um, so, but I feel so. My roommate uh, had immediately gone out of town, so I've been staying in this big house all by myself all week, and I was doing really well, not scared, you know, setting the alarm at night. And then I had dinner with my family, and Rachel, my older sister, was like, "Did you hear about the guy in Donaldson with the axe?" And Donaldson is the part of Nashville that I'm living in now. And I was like, "No, what is the deal with the guy with the axe?" Apparently, there's a man in Donaldson uh, who was going around to houses with an axe. And coming in and stealing stuff. <laughs> That's terrible. If it makes you feel any better, there was a group fight on my roof that I oh, saw on the no. Citizens app. And then also like six people have been stabbed in the last like 24 hours. So you're you're doing fine. I know. It's <laughs> like fine. one, one guy with an axe, you're fine. Isn't it funny, though, in context, how like in New York, you're like, whatever, it's fine. Right. There's like everyone's getting stabbed. No problem. But like when all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I'm isolated. Then one axe man. One axe man is like, like terrifying. I know. It's, I don't. Yeah. I, I that I, that sounds scarier to me too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Well, also, but you're it, fine. You're totally fine. It no. is kind of scary. I mean, the crime rate in Nashville has really gone up a lot, which is scary. I mean, it's I think going up everywhere because of the pandemic. Anyway, and nobody has a way to make money. Yeah, I don't blame except for axes and people. going to people's houses and yeah, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I you know, I don't. But if I'm you're not listening, it, but I yeah. also don't. I'm not, I don't. I understand. I can't be that mad about it. I'm like, I get it. Someone comes at me with an axe. They're like, it's a pandemic. I'm like, I know. It's fine. Axe away. I don't know. It's terrible. But I feel like I'm caught in two dimensions, right? Or like in between. So there's like New York Marie, and then now, and and then the Marie that I want to become. And I'm just in this weird place of like in Donaldson, Tennessee, not, you know, there's chickens. That's been fun. But also that kind of gets old. They do one thing. <laughs> well, they two actually. Yeah. They shit. They poop. And they shit. And they and they yeah. And then sometimes they get to poop on the eggs and you're like, great. Cool. Gotta cool, wash cool. them. Or yeah. you just or don't. Yeah. Um. Do you have you been eating those eggs? Are they good? I Are they have, real, so, real yellow and orange? There's. I've never had a farm egg before this. <sighs> God, that's not true. We had an egg at your sister's once. Your sister had chickens. Oh, really? Margo. Oh, right. I remember this. She had Hennifer, uh, Hennifer Anderson and Feather Locklear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I remember. Oh, I forgot about that. And then that. we had very, those were the yellowest eggs I ever had. Wow. Is that? I don't no, remember that, that at all. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I just remember being like, wow, eggs. <laughs> that's, you know, my memory is not great with these things, but I remember that. Those are the things. That, that's one thing. Like, you remember so much more on tour than I do, but I'll remember the random things. Like, we had eggs. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I remember. Well, the crazy thing is that I really I went to the grocery store once this week to get wine, of course. But Good. Because Jess has a full garden. It's like whenever I'm fucking hungry, I just go out and like pick something. It's very odd to have this. I think I can add That's some eggs. I go outside, get some eggs. And then the on Friday night, wild Friday night, I just went out there, got as many peppers as I could find in the garden and then sauteed those and ate those with some pasta. It was delicious. Just your roommate ever come out and she's like, the foxes got in the garden. You're like, oh, yeah, it was the foxes. <laughs> No, ever since I moved in, she's like, I don't know what's happening in the garden. It's going so it's been quickly. Just, yeah, everything's gone. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. But living off the land. I like it. I'm into it. Yeah. It's going to um, last like only a couple months. I got to get back to the city. 
<laughs> I don't know. There's no place to walk to around here, too. I mean, there's. it's not like well, you my, can... Well, my urbing planner friend is going to make some sidewalks for That's you. That's right. I got to hang out with her. Yeah, it's going to take a minute, but she'll get them. She'll get them up. I trust her. Well, I did have a conver- <laughs> conversation <laughs> with the guy at the grocery store who had lived in New York because my ID is New York. So, oh, and I was buying oh, all kinds right, of booze. Of course, but <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Oh, okay." I said, "Get get used to this. I, I'm going to be a regular here." But he said um, he had you know moved from New York down to Nashville, and I was like, "What do you think?" He was like, "It's great, except there's absolutely zero public transportation. I really miss the subway." And I was like, "Interesting." Yeah. <laughs> Are there bike lanes? No. No, oh, the Republicans no. just voted down the bike lanes because it was just, you know, racist. <laughs> I just can't. I'm just I'm over it. Yeah. I'm over it. Everybody vote. I can't take it anymore. I know. I'm trying. I like try to be kind of like semi bipartisan, but I'm not. I'm just I wave. <laughs> like, I waved at a Trump supporter today. You know why I knew he was a Trump supporter. Did you wave with your middle finger? <laughs> no? Well, <laughs> I went out. I was hanging out with Danica, our friend Danica, who's relocated down here um, from Brooklyn. And um, their cute little neighborhood, there are a lot of Trump supporters uh, and huge signs everywhere. So we're walking yep. and, uh, yep, there was a man just sitting on his porch with his big Trump supporter sign on. And I waved because... I just don't want them to be like those fucking hipsters. Like they don't have any, you know, respect for blah, blah, blah. I want to be like, hi, I see you other human being. You know how we all humans should be equal and like taking care of each other. But I didn't get into that. I just waved. You can't. What are you going to do? You gotta just, waving is fine. It's fine. We got to, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm kind of giving up. I'm very, very tired today, everybody. So just don't don't quote me on any of these things in the long run. So I'm just going to like word diarrhea. But um, fuck the go- we go low, they go high. They go low, we go high anymore. I'm I'm over uh, yeah. it. I'm just like, yeah. let's just let's just we, they go low. We punch them in the nuts. That's like how I feel <laughs> at this point. I'm over it because it's just like you can't win. You cannot win with this shit anymore. The hypocrisy that I have been seeing on the Internet this week specifically it's just it's gone beyond any kind of i'm a pretty rational reasonable person and we're going to get into it a little bit today but um but there's why be rational and reasonable right now there's it's it's not even worth it it's it's not like it's no point anyway do you need some dildos (laughs) is it dildo time my parents almost saw my entire collection they came to help move me in, and I have Your this museum? box. Your it's like my, the, my box of treasures. And I was like, no, no. My precious. But like, they were like, why is this vibrating? I'm like, no. Yeah. Just like, it's my phone. Oh, God. Like, but it was, so, it, was, they were, it was very close. Anyway, I got all of these wonderful things from this place. Check it out. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's HORIO. W-H-O-R-E-O. Choreo at adamandeve.com.
Dildo Museum. I'm going to make a dildo museum and I'm going to name it after Marie Cecile Anderson. <laughs> I'm going to call it the Marie Cecile Anderson Memorial Dildo Museum from when she lived in New York. That is so nice. And then you'll come and be a special speaker at the museum. <laughs> I have to tell you, <laughs> I, will, um, I did start a, I, an online dating profile. Oh, yes. Good. Um, I love it. Yeah. Already talking to a couple Nashville boys. Uh, I am going to delete the account already. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, not, it's not going well. What's going on? No, I don't it's know. It's like everyone's a musician. It's like, how, how great. Oh, right. Okay, cool. They're like, well, of I course. Go on a date. Go on a, go on a socially distanced date. Go on a Zoom date. Go on a, go on something. Yeah. See how we'll see. Yes, definitely. I need your help. What do you got? What have you got to lose except for your life? <laughs> <laughs> Dating in COVID right now. I know. It's like, a, uh. oh God. Anyway. Anyway, speaking of life and pro-life and pro-choice, <laughs> is that a good segue? <laughs> I don't know. You guys, I'm real burnt out. It's it is 1030 your time and we never record at night. And I worked for like 12 hours a day, but it's great. It's going to go. It's, <laughs> we're going to just, you know, snip, snap it along with this incredible. It might be better than ever because I might just be totally uncensored and then I might get canceled, but it's going to be fun. That's great. <laughs> Listen up. It makes for good pot. Yeah. We'll, we'll get really rageful probably with this one, but oh, it's yeah. fine. It's good. So anyway, speaking of which, <sighs> what are we talking about today? Amy Comey. Comey oh, fucking fuck. Amy Comey Barrett. Is it Comey or Coney? Com Coney. Coney. Did I say I Comey? Know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even. Whatever. A Amy Coney Island Barrett. Barrett face. Is um, that right? Coney? Yeah. Something, something, something around. Something like that. Whatever. Close I mean, we got so much hate Not mail to be about disrespectful. Me mispronouncing Kamala. So I want to make sure. There we go. We got to even it out. We got to even <laughs> that shit out. <laughs> Connie. 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 Come on. <laughs> That's uh, Amy Kearney. <laughs> there we go. We even it out. Um, fair, fair across the board. Well, let's get anyway, into her. Anyway, this, this lady, this lady, she's an interesting lady. This is an interesting scenario we have, uh, we are finding ourselves in. Uh, she, if you, again, if you don't know, which you probably do. Unless you don't, I don't know. Maybe you don't know. Um, there, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and now there's an open seat in the Supreme Court, and Trump and his GOP cronies are trying to shove through, like literally shove through, uh, a new Supreme Court justice. Uh, so when Obama was trying to push through Merrick Garland, uh, Lindsey Graham famously pushed back against it and said, hold it, hold it against me in the future. Hold it against oh. me in the future. But we should not push through a Supreme Court nominee uh, when it's between elections. And now, of course, he's walking all that back. And people say, well, it's different because Trump is like going up for reelection. So but it's not fucking different. It's the same fucking shit. Uh, the, the hypocrisy is just you know, if Trump wins this election, I, I really I think that people are going to start burning things in a real way. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just it, the hypocrisy is to you can't you can't gaslight people for that long. You really can't. You cannot. You cannot. So anyway, now they want to push through this Amy Coney Barrett woman and they are hiding behind the fact I think they're hiding behind the fact that she's a woman. So they're trying to make it seem real liberal and fair. But uh, it's not that's not all white women are created equal, as we well know at this point. 
<laughs> oh my god side note did you see bill barr on snl talking about white women i have so many opinions about that too but that's like a whole other thing i have so many opinions right now about all that anyway anyway back to amy uh amy amy is a uh celebrated educator um law teacher <laughs> professor from notre dame <laughs> it's late my brain um I know. And and it's interesting that she really has been a celebrated professor at Notre Dame, but her religious views are so controversial. And I mean, the, our women's our women's rights are on the line right now with this woman, and gay, and rights, gay rights too are and so gay on the line right now. The thing too mm. is, I, I just have been thinking a lot about the anti-gay movement. And the anti, you know, abortion movement are so strongly fueled by religious practice. And I just was I read like a, you know, tweet or something stupid the other day that was just like, can we just we were constantly having this argument about like, is it you know, is it should we anti-abortion, pro-abortion, anti-LGBTQ, pro-LGBTQ at the bottom at the heart of it, we're talking about like religious things so when we're arguing with these people we're arguing religious points and what did the bible say about gay people what did the bible say about abortion why are why why is this even part of the conversation because this whole country was born on a on a premise that we are in a separation of church and state and that is to me right now that is like the biggest issue and to put somebody and she keeps claiming and i get it I'm not trying to be anti-religion at all. I'm really not anti-religion at all. And I strongly believe if you want to support any kind of religion you want to support, if you want to be in a cult, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want to do. But don't make that then affect my life. Don't right. have your religious viewpoints affect me and the people that I love and who are around me. And I think one of the problems with having someone that's so actively religious in the Supreme Court like this is that now it's so clearly a blurring of church and state. One of the reasons why they want her in there is because mm -hmm. she's so religious. That is such a blurring of church and state that I think that we she's not a good candidate, even just for that one reason. Right. And again, I don't mean to be anti-religious, but she's been so openly vocal about being anti-abortion, for example, mm -hmm. that I just can't. But I just don't believe that that's not going to affect her perspective when she's looking at things like Roe v. Wade or or even just any kind of like anything that comes through the court. Right. You know, it's going to be through a lens that's very, very religious. And I don't think that that's uh, what we need right now. <laughs> and she's been in the past. There's been things that she has I didn't quite understand what they said when like in a, a magazine it was printed that she was out against Roe v. Wade but then it actually mm -hmm. has been deleted since or something I mean they're trying sure. to prove that she doesn't have a stance on this quite yet but she has had one in the past for sure and right. her re religious organization that she's a part of slash cult <laughs> um, what's it called praise pray People of people praise, of pr people for for praise of praise. I don't people know. It's it's a Again, cult. It's late. 
Um, um, <laughs> there's not, there's like 1700 members or something. It seems like it doesn't even seem like it's very big. It's very strange to me. But anyway, that's a whole, again, I'm not even shitting on them per se. They can do what they want. I just don't want those people making decisions for me. Pe- you know, people of praise. Catholic right. group. Yeah. People the bottom line. So from what I understand with that article and stuff too, is it like, and she's been very clear and I will, I will say this. She's been very clear that she, she, she's saying, cause she's been, you know, a judge and lawyer and all this stuff for a long time. Um, so she knows how law is supposed to work. Unlike a lot of people in Trump's administration that like don't right. know anything about the position that they're actually filling. So in some ways I think that she's not, she's not a good candidate for the Supreme court. She's a candidate for other things, maybe, because I think she's not a dum-dum or anything like that necessarily. But she um, and she claims that she really will be be making her dis- decisions based on um, what she thinks is right within the law. And also uh, she claimed something because she's a circuit judge on the, in the U.S. Court of Appeals, which is like a step away from the Supreme Court. It's like a really big she's already in a very high position in terms of federal like, judge. Yeah. Yes. So she's already really influencing a lot of things. But at least within that jurisdiction, there's more judges and there's more like space there. When you're in the Supreme Court, there's like seven. Isn't that it? And then that's it. So like if uh, right. if she's and she's young, I mean, young for a political appointee, she's uh, 48. So she's going to be there forever. <laughs> like it's just like going to be there forever. And her perspective is I just really feel strongly that it's it's skewed and colored in a way that's too. It's not unbiased. And the idea is you want to have if you want to have a, a group of judges I don't want to have a super liberal judge in there either. I want to have somebody that ha- is pretty like unbiased. That's the whole point of a judge, right? You don't want somebody mm-hmm. that already has preconceived notions about anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading about her that she's an originalist, whatever the fuck that means. But she well, she interprets the Constitution as it was written back, you know, during slavery, right. back when you know, muskets. <laughs> right. Which is, I mean, it's kind of problematic in the world it, that we live in now. Right. Yeah. It's fucking 2020. And that's, I think what is scary about her is just that with the way that she interprets the law. So yeah. So that's too. giving her the benefit. Of the, let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say that her religion won't color her decisions. That's uh-huh. that's being, let's be generous in that. Regard. Okay. Yes. And then what you're saying is an added element of problematicness which is that she she does interpret the law in, in this original way right this is in a time where slavery was still legal and smiled mm-hmm. upon it was a time where women could not vote yet it mm-hmm. was a time in which uh the the craziest gun you could get is a musket or whatever <laughs> it's a time when there was no internet there was no you know interracial marriage there was no lgbtq rights so the le- again the lens in which she is looking at the united states is so backwards and so old and and not what where we're at now and what we're really shooting for so i just don't it does not make sense to me just on a very basic level to have this be one of our seven supreme court judges mm-hmm. and to the and then also in addition to that be forcing it through before the election when a lot of the gop and trump himself is concerned that they're not going to win right 
And also, My if they get thing. her in there, she's going to help mm-hmm. them try to rig the election. That's the whole other part of this whole thing. Right. That is the biggest thing, So, I thing mean, too. this thing, this is so fucked. And I think if any, and the thing that makes me the, and this is where I'm just beyond over it. I'm beyond over, I'm over the fucking liberals that are against Biden. I'm over the liberals that are, have been still fucking talking about Hillary. She's not fucking running, you stupid pieces of shit out there that are still shitting on her. Who cares? I know. Who gives a fucking shit about Hillary? She's not fucking running. Get over it. I don't care if you hated her, if you loved her, she's good. She's she's not running. She's not fucking running. (laughs) Right. She does have a podcast now. (laughs) Good for her. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She's not running for president. She's not running. So like get over it because the bottom line is because you guys did not vote for her. We are in this position now. And this is the thing that I was trying to explain to people before the, the election in 2016. And people were like, you hate black people you hate gays you hate women because you're gonna vote for hillary because they were so liberal i'm like now here we are now your brother is gonna lose the right to marry his his husband his person he loves Mm -hmm. your sister is going to die in childbirth she's going to die and in childbirth with the child she wanted because they're gonna in, in mississippi because they're gonna make Late-term abortions illegal. That is what you have done. I, this is I, this is where fucking cancel me. I don't give a fuck. If you did not vote for Hillary and you did not vote in the 2016 election, you can go fucking fuck yourself. I'm so over it. I'm so fucking over it. This is where we are now because of that. So if you're still hemming and hawing about this fucking bullshit with like, is, if you listen to us at all, you know that Biden is not my first choice either. That is not what this is about. Unfortunately, politics is a game. It's always been a game. It will always be a game. And you have not been playing the game well. You've been playing fucking checkers and it's a fucking game of chess. Period. And this is where we are now. And then us fucking liberals are sitting here like debating. Oh, well, she's fuck that. She shouldn't even be an option. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's not good for anybody. And then fucking Bill Burr wants to talk about white women on <laughs> SNL today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But I don't want to hear it from him. Right. And it wasn't even funny. And, I, and I'm a huge Bill Burr guy. Huge Bill Burr. I love him. Love him. His last special was fucking amazing. He didn't even... It, that set wasn't even good. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Fight me. Fight me on it. I'm like so over it. Anyway, what do you have to say about it, Maria? I'm so sorry. I'm oh my God. I love Katie at 1030 at night. I'm losing it. I'm so angry. Well, I think it's a good point that you bring up though. It's the people, the independents, the the, uh, the undecided. The, the I mean, the fact that there are people still undecided, which blows my mind. But I do want to just say we had a, a, fr- a friend of mine actually actually texted you because he's now a friend of yours and I, I mean you got the text so but you told me about it but right, he was right. saying what did it, exactly did it say because I thought your response was just this is should be anyone anyone that has this kind of conversation with anybody just listen to Katie's response to our friend it was something along the lines I posted something about oh I know what it was I said if you're still thinking about voting for Trump privately message me I'm just curious like what is going on there and I got some responses and one was from this friend who was not a Trump supporter but he is also not a traditional Democratic supporter and has voted third party primarily in all these elections and um I just was like 
he was like, you know, I just really don't believe in the DNC. I think they've like rigged the DN the the Democratic elections. And look, I am not going to fight that notion. Mm-hmm. We can definitely have that conversation 100 percent. But right now, Biden is a guy that is in that is running. Right. That's just what we have. I, I'm not again, I'm not that excited about that personally, but it but I'm also not going to. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let it go. Mm-hmm. And so he said something like, well, you know, I've had the luxury to like vote third party. And I was like, but that's the point. The point is right now that you have the luxury as a white man in America mm-hmm. to vote third party and be like, whatever. My I just protest like, vote. I'm going to show them. Yeah. yeah. And and as we've learned through history right now that these third party votes don't they can lose elections for people <laughs> and but they're not winning elections for third party candidates i will say on the on a side note i know in new york right now I, uh and maybe across the country we're maybe losing the opportunity to have the working families party Something is going on there. So if you want to, and Biden is now under the Working Families Party. It's not he can you can vote for him as a Democrat, or you can vote for him as a Working Families Party. Uh, so we don't lose that party. Vote for him under that. You don't have to vote for him as a Democrat if you're against the Democrats as like a party and as like a concept. You have this other option. Mm-hmm. So vote for him as a Working Families Party. Mm-hmm. That that sends the same message right. that you're right. trying to say, right. like, fuck the Democrats. Fine. I'm not against that in, in, in theory. Like, right. fuck the Democratic c- concept. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's it's broken, too. Right. So vote the for him as system. a working party. Right. Yeah. The two party system is maybe a problem. Fine. Then vote for him as a working families party candidate. Right. Great. Yeah. Do that. That that sends the same message. Mm-hmm. What if everybody voted for him as working party family and not as a Democrat? That would send a big message to the Democratic Party. Mm. So I don't know if that's I mean, I'm not very well versed in this. So I don't know if that's just a New York thing, but I think it's a. National yeah, I need thing. to look into that. I d- I've been seeing a lot of New Yorkers posting about it and I didn't quite understand what it meant. So. But the point is that you don't have the luxury you you have the, if even white women look I I'm the first to shut on white women too I get it but like even white women we don't white straight women or cis women we we might have more of a luxury to vote for Trump or third party or whatever that shit is um, although I don't know any white women that are talking about third party right. votes by the way I don't know a single woman. <laughs> A single woman right now that's talking third party. The only third party talk I'm hearing right now is from men. So just on a side note, <laughs> straight men, yeah. straight men, not gay mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. straight men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what you also wrote back to him was that, that, you know, your body is at stake. Exactly. I mean, yeah, sorry. That's the point. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> but just that like my my body right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not even just about me. Like, this isn't just about me and, like, my my issues. It's about, like, I'm not a gay person, and those issues are coming up. I'm not a person of color, and that is definitely mm-hmm. an issue that mm-hmm. is c- going to be coming up within the Supreme Court. Um, but I am a woman, and if I were to get pregnant tomorrow and want the baby, and want the baby— and then something, God forbid, went wrong, which happens more than we know when we talk about. Mm-hmm. There's a world that we're very close to living in, which will say that I have to die, that it's OK if I die. And it's or you have to give birth to this baby that's not viable. Right. Because some because Lindsey Graham, because fucking gummy 
toothed Lindsay fucking Graham. Gollum. Yeah. Yeah. Gollum. He, he, he has decided, the right to tell me. Yeah. Why is he exactly. going to tell me? Yeah. Can I, can I do a spoiler? Is it, am I going to, is this going to be bad for a movie? Oh my God. Tell me. Is this, I have a movie spoiler. Oh. But, but I think everyone should still see this movie and I still think it won't ruin it too much. <laughs> Did you see My Octopus Friend? No. I'm going to spoil the movie. Well, don't. No. Okay. Wait. There's a part in the My Octopus Friend, and you can guess what it is. If you've seen it, you'll know. If you haven't seen it, you'll know once you see it. That made me, it's near the end, and it it reminded me of, it, I just started sobbing because I was like, this is how Republicans see women. Mm. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so everybody can watch My Octopus Friend, and you'll go, oh, fuck. Oh fuck. And that's and that's it it it, it infuriated me. Mm-hmm. And I won't say anymore. <laughs> that's very very cryptic. We'll circle it back to Amy Coney Island Barrett. Uh she she is in her faith. She believes they the cult that she's in or <laughs> religious organization. They do believe that the man is the head and that the wife needs like serves the man. So like whatever the man says goes. Right. And she's going to be this, a f- this in the Supreme Court? I mean, that's not okay. <laughs> this is not okay. I will say, I just wanted to mention that, because I, I was perpetuating this myth briefly, because I was like just all worked up about it. But there's another group, because she's they're yes. called the People of Praise, and there's another group called like the People of Hope. Hope, okay. The People of Hope, I just want to clarify this in case, because I'm also not for fake news. Uh, the People of Hope, that was the group that uh, Margaret Atwood was basing The Handmaid's Tale on and not the People of Praise because their word got out that it was People of Praise. And that's not fair. I don't, we have to be true. We, you know. Yes. When they go I mean, low, we go high. <laughs> so we have to like hold up. But I see your confusion. I mean, people it's, of yeah, praise close. and people. Of, I mean, I told my they, Brandy, if you're listening, my friend Brandy, I told her all about Margaret Atwood. And this woman was, you know, the well, her organization was inspiration. And then I read a Vox article later that day. And it was like, actually, it's not. It's people of praise. People of hope. Oh, fucking fuck. Who cares? And anyway, the point is, yeah. the point is, is these two organizations are so very similar, truly. But um, the language of people of praise, they did use the term the head of the household was the man and then women were handmaids. Right. And then the same thing. Like fucking weird. So I mean, right, you know, weird. even if it wasn't totally full blown, like holding maids down and having fornicating with right. them for babies. They said it's not fine. Right. <laughs> it's not that. It's, it's not that. such a weird thing. But, but people like, of let's hope, not... same thing was the, the same kind of terms. And that's where Margaret Atwood took her inspiration for The Handmaid's Tale. And I was reading this article. It's just like, what is everyone's biggest fear right now? And The Handmaid's Tale is truly, I mean, with where we're going in politics and the Supreme Court, that's this dystopian (laughs) type. Women don't own their bodies. You know, let's find out. They'll find out where the young virgins are. And yeah. And I think that, like, that's one of the things that got me a little bit worked up about um, Bill Burr's set is that, like, again, I'm super big Bill Burr fan. And, like, I think he makes a lot of good points about white women being, like, hip. he's not wrong, per se, in that in that stand up. So I'm not going to, like, I'm not defending that, per se. Or whatever. I'm not I'm not fighting against some of the notions he said. But one thing that frustrates me when I hear because basically I'm what frust- I'm just going to say what frustrates about me. 
me about a lot of these men then jumping on and being really excited about Bill Burr's set. It was so clearly <laughs> like they were so glad he was calling out white women, which, again, I get it. I totally get it. But I think that it also, especially right now at this moment with like the, this Supreme Court nomination coming through and like all these things. I don't care if you're white or black or Asian or Native American or Hispanic or any of those things. Like if you're a woman in this country right now, your your body is in question. And if you're a, and his and there's a lot of white women, but also other women, but there's a lot of white women that have been perpetuating a lot of these like very male supremacist kind of notions. And that's true. And like, and that was one of the things that Bill Burr said in his um, stand-up. He's, he's like, the women were right there next to the men that whole time. Where were they when slavery was happening? And it's like, yes, that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. But also, um, I sort of read a little thing about this. And the other thing is, it's like, these women have been living within that same male supremacist environment. The patriarchy. Like it's called the patriarchy. It's the patriarchy. Yeah, the patriarchy. That was the right. You know, I can't The patriarchy. Think. Right, right. Yeah, know but your th- place, th- woman. <laughs> right. And that like, and I think that the reason why white women have played into it so much is that because compared to other people, a white woman was do- better off. Mm. And if she's like mm-hmm. beaten into submission and she also can kind of like mm-hmm. be better off than the, the male slave in the house, then like, yeah, unfortunately, they're not going to stand up. Like, wh- how are they going to stand up against that anyway? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely a conversation there to be had. But I just I just don't what I don't want this liberal fighting in fighting to distract from is that. Whether you're a white woman or a woman, a black woman, an Asian woman, your body's at risk too. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're mm-hmm. if you're religious, if you're not religious. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat or a liberal or a conservative. You're th- what they're talking about is taking away your autonomy as a mm-hmm. human mm-hmm. being. And I think if a man doesn't fully understand that, then like we have a problem. Our, our quote unquote male allies or whatever the fuck. Like, I think you there has to be a recognition that, again, even if she's a woman in her Gucci shoes and she's like not doesn't care about other people and she's not, you know, she claims to be woke and she's not. Those are all real things. It doesn't take away from the fact that even that Gucci shoed fake woke woman, we're still talking about the rights to her body. Mm. Even if she can afford to get an abortion privately in, you know, France or whatever right. like so she's at an advantage for sure right if that's the case but it doesn't mean that the people still don't think of her as less than mm. well, I whether think she's rich or not or whatever with or a- white or whatever with Amy she has seven children at this point is that right she has like two two <sighs> she has a lot of children she has a lot a lot of children and my mom and I actually were talking about this right before I was gonna do this um and she made a good point of just the amount of shame to to any woman that like can't have a children or has a miscarriage and has to go through the process and then pay for a burial for the right, miscarried right. child or whatever there's so much shame involved in being a woman and childbirth be getting ha- like your eggs are drying up you you know you you right. it, it, well that your only purpose in life is right. supposed to be to right. give, have children and and with this woman being put in the supreme court it is just going to continue that fucked up narrative that women 
are less than, that we are property, that we are fragile, that we need, we need, you know, other people telling us what to do with our own fucking bodies and the, and the shame around having children and not having children. And it's a very, very dangerous road that we're going down with these. And, and she's just a pawn. It's not her. No, it's not her. And she, and it's again, just, I don't think she's like a dummy or something. I no. think that she's, she's not like, you know, like some of these people that have been put into office, like I think she does have abilities, but I think that within the we're talking about the Supreme Court. Yeah, this we're woman is going to be there forever. Judge Judy or something. It's like, yeah, it's like a big deal. Um, because you talked about miscarriage, and there, I just read this thing recently. I never thought about this before, but now there's a movement to try to change the term miscarriage to like failed pregnancy or something like that, or. Um, oh, to make it what is it called? Um, because the thing about miscarrying it puts the it puts the blame on the woman. Oh, that's like she didn't carry it properly. Mm. Like she she dropped the baby. She miscarried the baby. Right. She like didn't carry it properly, and um, like something like failed pregnancy. And I'm saying this wrong. I'm sure somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. Um, but there's another term, and these things matter. They really do. They matter. They really really. Yeah, because they worm your way into your brain where there is a lot of shame. I want to also mention, um, I don't know if anyone follows her or cares Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I do think this is really important that um, Christy Teigen and John Legend, they she was pregnant. They're pregnant and with a third child and she missed she lost her pregnancy Mm -hmm. uh, pretty late. Like they were getting pretty close and she was posting earlier about like having a lot of bleeding and they were having to go to the hospital a lot. And these are people with a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They have everything at their disposal. They clearly wanted that baby, Mm -hmm. clearly wanted that baby. And she lost the, or I don't even know if you're supposed to say lost the baby, but the, but she had a failed pregnancy. And um, I was so moved by her posting about it and some people have given her shit about it because everybody gets shit about everything and everybody has an opinion but one of the things i think that's so important about her mentioning it especially right now during all of this Mm -hmm. stuff is that it happens Mm -hmm. and we do not talk about it and it is incredibly painful Mm -hmm. so when we talk about these late-term abortions this notion that it's like you're that far into a pregnancy and then you're like you know what? I don't want this baby. Like, that's yeah. not how this happens. Nobody is pro-abortion. Truly. Nobody really is. Yeah, I think that nobody's tr- seeking to get pregnant so they can get an abortion. No. I think I think people are pro-abortion in the sense that we should be able to, like, have a choice Absolutely. And in that sense. But I, I don't know. I, I re- truly do not know anybody that really wants to spend their afternoon getting an abortion. Right. Nobody's seeking that out. Right. Um. <sighs> yes, I do. I just want to reiterate the Chrissy Teigen thing was the bravest thing I've ever seen any celebrity do or put post or, you know, and it was so sad because I felt like, I mean, sh- they just do such a great job at making you feel like you are friends with this woman. And yeah, when she posted that, it was just so heartbreaking because we were all along for, you know, the beginning of the pregnancy. I was watching online when she accidentally slipped and said it was a boy and, you know, you're all rooting for this woman because she's she brings so much joy to our daily lives, even though she's sure. a stranger. So I don't know if there's any woman out there going through something like this, you know. And we know that there are. I guarantee you. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. We've got listeners right now that have gone through a, a 
failed. I wish I'm, I hope I'm saying the right thing, but the failed pregnancy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I know for a fact that there are people out there because it happens all the time. And it's just like, it's just like everything with women's bodies. It's like, we're not allowed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing where I'm a little bit like, shut the fuck up, Bill Burr. <laughs> because even a white woman, right? Even a rich, white, privileged woman, she still is shamed about her her periods. Mm-hmm. She's still not allowed, you know, she still wasn't allowed to have a credit card until like 1975 or something. So it's like to pretend like we're not a part of the, if we're going to play the oppression Olympics, totally. We're we're not number one. White women Mm -hmm. are definitely not number Mm -hmm. one. But I'm also just kind of over the oppression Olympics period. I'm just over it. I think that like we all need to, and also when I, I know when I say women, I don't mean white women. I know there are white women that do mean white women and we need to, you need to get the fuck over that. Mm -hmm. But when I say women, I mean, Women, mm-hmm. <laughs> people who identify as women, mm-hmm. women. Right. And I think that I, I need men to kind of like get over it a little bit more. I'm sorry. And I'm not, you know, I get it, but come on. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that real quick that I, um, there was a gentleman I was talking to recently who um, he he was trying to, we were sort of talking about the Comey Barrett thing. And he said something along the lines of like, well, they should just make it state rights. And then the states can decide because there's people in this, you know, in these other states, they want abortion. So it's fine. And I was like, dude, we can't you I don't you don't I, I don't even want to hear your opinion on this, <laughs> you know, because there's so many women in so many states that would be so horrifyingly affected by this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. conservative women conservative women that get pregnant mm-hmm. you know i mean i so i just i can't i'm not on board with that whole argument by the way i just wanted to add that because that's what a lot of, that's the new thing now everyone's uh, like well just leave it up you know the states uh, it's fine it's not fine God, but there's so women much have poverty to be and so many other i mean there's particular states in our country that are there's they just don't have access yeah yeah. And then a lot of those people's votes are being suppressed. Right. So it's not it's not states. It's it's not it's not uh, it's not a solution. Sorry. Oh, God, it's just uh, I was on a Zoom with um a woman from London the other day and she was like, oh, we just um we've just so much pity for America right now. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's pitiful. I mean, we're pitiful. Yeah, we're We're fucking pitiful. But so I think that, I mean, just going into this week, this is Sunday, so there's going to be new information coming out in the next couple of days because, I mean, even uh, Amy Coney Barrett made a statement today. But the Senate hearings are this week or the, is that what they're called? Something like that. Yes, I don't know. Something like that. (laughs) My brain is fried. Well, there's a committee hearing of... 10 Republicans, 12 Democrats. I don't know. But then once that passes. Right. So there has to be. Right, right, right. Once that passes, then it goes to the Senate. Which right. she'll, they'll definitely. I mean, Republicans well, all have said. Th- there's also a side note. And this is like not. I don't think it's going to end up like this. But there was something I was reading. It's like, well, how could Democrats maybe like prevent this from prevent her from being pushed through? And one of the things is it's like, well, if Jerry- all these. Senate, yes. all these GOP senators have fucking COVID. Oh, yeah. The and they COVID can't thing. be there in person. Then that could potentially be a reason why they can't pass it through because these fucking idiots don't wear masks. So what is it when you uh, talk on the Senate floor and you just keep going and keep going and keep going? Filibustering. Filibustering. How long can you filibuster? Can you filibuster this? I'm not sure that they can. I think that they also changed the filibuster laws once Trump came into. God damn it. Because it would be. This is what would be amazing if AOC just filibustered for like a month. (laughs) 
She just yeah, she just like stayed on the floor. Yeah, yeah just didn't sleep. Just because we asked too much of her already. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> She'd do it. Crazy. She would do it. Anyway, just you know, keep keep yourself mentally uh, in a good place this week. I I have a feeling it's going to get kind of rough. I mean, it's yeah. already fucking. I mean, we'll rough, see what but... happens. Yeah, I did kind of. It's this is it for another day, but it was interesting when uh, the only question that Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris would not answer forthright was. Um, what is this talk about maybe adding yes. more Supreme Court judges? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? That might be it. <laughs> that might be what has to happen. Mm-hmm. And I get it. That's kind of playing dirty, but that's how the GOP has been playing the that's, whole fucking yes. time. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to hear it from anybody anymore. This, mm-hmm. you, don't be a fucking hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Just don't get over yourself. Kamala is going to be uh, <laughs> one of the senators that's going to be questioning yeah. her. She'll it's be going to be amazing. Anyway, you guys. <sighs> Well, sorry if I got heated, but I can't help it. I'm real tired. <laughs> I love it when you get heated. Today. No, it's great. It. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I, you make very good points and everybody filled with rage. Uh, that's why yeah. I live in a basement now. And I, I <laughs> just like lock, just it, lock in. it. Just lock it in. Yeah. God, just gonna. Anyway. No, it's fine. Well, we love you all. Um, please vote and all this stuff just vote vote for biden vote for biden i'm I'm tired of these celebrities being like vote it's like no who are you gonna vote for we're over you gotta say fucking biden yeah vote for biden Biden. we were i was all about it i was like oh just vote you know it's important to vote no i'm over no nope i'm not hiding it anymore we reformed whores right now are endorsing uh joe biden if yes i'm sure he's very happy for that endorsement (laughs) why won't he publicly say it i want to say it we are riding for Biden. I hate that fucking <laughs> slogan. <laughs> I do kind of like the um, by Dawn. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Right? What about Ho- come Hose for it. Joe's? <laughs> Hose for Joe's. Oh, my God. Ho for Joe. Hose oh, for Joe. Ho for, you a Ho for Joe. Are you a Ho for Joe? Yes. Oh my God. That's genius. That's our new slogan. There you go. Ho for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Goodbye. Every morning at 10 in the morning, my cell phone rings. Every morning at 10 in the morning, my cell phone sings. Time to take my birth control. Time to take my birth control. Cause I love you, baby, but I don't want you, baby, so I take my birth control. I know you make a really great dad, but you're probably really, really mad. If I didn't take my birth control, yeah, didn't take my birth control. Cause you love my baby, but you don't want my baby, so I take my birth control. No, the pill makes me fat. With the baby, I'm twice the size of that. So I always take my birth control. Yeah, always take my birth control. Cause I love my body, baby. It'd be bigger with the baby, so I always take my birth control.
Oh, shit. <laughs>